everyone. Welcome to Sold Out, Sold Out Radio Podcast. I think it's radio, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just great to be with all of you. I, I tell you what, this is this is a blast. I, I enjoy connecting with all of you. Hopefully, you're enjoying connecting with Steve-O and myself. We uh, have been uh, engaged with God's work for quite a period of time. Um, my engagement began on Valentine's Day, 1975. You know the term in the Bible where Jesus is called Ancient of Days? Yeah, I'm kind of kind of fitting that little mark, but uh, I'm definitely not the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end like Jesus, but been around the block for a few years and uh, have enjoyed uh, ministering to many of you, but enjoyed also more, even more so, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so we've learned a few things. Steve, how about you? You learned a few things along the way? <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> you know, it's always interesting to minister in the town you grew up in because I love the conversations that start like this. I remember I remember you, Steve, like before. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So let's talk about what's happened since. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's, a, it's an amazing journey. It's so much fun. It's, 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 uh, it's taxing, it's it's rewarding, it's beautiful, it's ugly all at the same time. So uh, it is, it is the, I always go back to Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And it's such a joy to do what we get to do. You know, uh, we even mark history with Jesus at the beginning point. We have a BC before Christ and an AD, should be AC, but it's AD after Christ, right? After death, yep. And so the bottom line is before Christ, yeah, we had a life, and that wasn't a very good life, uh, but it was the life we had, and Jesus' encounter with Jesus came, and it changed everything. And so I would encourage all of you to continue to let Jesus change your life. It's not all over at that moment he comes into your life. Then the transformation process begins. And one of the ways to really uh, see that transformation happen is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit come and change you from the inside out. Uh, we ended last uh, podcast with a scripture verse from Luke 11, 9 through 13, where Jesus is teaching his disciples about prayer. And he ends that last, I was going to read that last one, if I can come to it really quick. Uh, Jesus ends that last verse with, um, come on, there it is. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, and think about that for just a spec. We've got children. Do we want the best for our kids? Absolutely. We want to give them things that make them smile, that make them happy, that, that are good for them. So think about how much more the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father God, loves us. How much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? We want more of the Holy Spirit in our life, Steve. Absolutely. But there's hindrances, right? Like that passage talks about doubt, fear, and inadequacies. And um, let's just kind of break those down. Like what is doubt? Doubt more often than not is just um, not thinking we're worthy, right? Like I've done too much bad to receive this good gift. Uh, and that's not how God operates. Fear, right? I love the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. Um, so many things we fear in life just aren't true. You know, uh, we kind of talked about this last time about out of all the times I've shared my faith with people, maybe two or three, what I would say got a little hostile, which usually means you get yelled at, right? It's not even a little hostility. It's just, 
Um, so most of our fear is 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 not real. I mean, we have to understand that in the, in today's world, fear drives ratings, ratings drive sales, sales drives money, and, and we have to be careful of that. And then the inadequacies. I think that goes right back into um, the doubt, right? If if we don't think we're worthy, and by the way, we're not worthy, but God loves us anyway, uh, we'll never fully let loose and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So I love the scripture. It says, he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and second, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I can't remember where that's found, but the bottom line is in the scriptures. You search for it yourself. But God, not only, we have to believe that the Holy Spirit is. Jesus said, I'm going to send him, you know, and he's going to lead you and guide you into all the truth. So Jesus, what Jesus promises, he delivers on and he's a rewarder. So he's not going to withhold the Holy Spirit from us if we seek him. So in seeking him, what does he give us? That's that's really the next uh, topic that we're going to dig into today. And uh, I love uh, what Romans and Corinthians teaches, what Paul teaches in both those passages about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes... And he said he will come for those that seek him. If you seek him, he'll come and he'll fill your life. He just doesn't come and fill your life and leave you empty-handed. He brings gifts. He brings gifts for the mission that you and I find ourselves on. Here, listen to what Paul said in Romans 12, uh, verse number 6. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each of us exercise them accordingly. Now, who gives the gifts? God gives the gifts. Gives the gifts through the Holy Spirit. Who decides what gifts we should receive? God decides what gifts we should receive. It's not because I'm a better person than somebody else that I receive a certain gift. There aren't better gifts than one or the other. So we should not assume that. We should assume that God really knows what he's doing and what he gives is for the right purposes at the right time because that's what he's designed, right? Yeah, I remember when I, when I was a brand new Christian, um, baby Christian, taking, uh, getting your gifts in gear by Dr. Paul Ford. And, and I'll never forget what he said. He's like, he said, there's many things that you're good at in life, but your spiritual gifts are where you're powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to go figure that out as a brand new Christian. And I, I came to one of my favorite verses, um, Acts 1.8. In fact, I love that verse so much that when a traveling ministry came through our area years ago, uh, and their name was Dunamos, which is the word power in in the original text, I immediately was drawn to them, and amazing things happened through that. But um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you for a purpose. And all of our gifts, the reason why we're powerful in our spirit is to reach people with the gospel. There's mm-hmm. no other reason. We don't have spiritual gifts so we can have the best hospitality team or the best coffee or the best worship team or the best preachers. Or We have gifts to reach people with the gospel. No matter what your gifts are, that is always the motivation behind them. And that's why none of us can take credit for any of them because you're going to reach people with your gifts that I will never reach with my gifts. By God's design. God's smart, right? <laughs> I love that. Smart is definitely true. Um, so I read you the uh, Romans 12, verse 6, grace gifts that differ. Look at verse 3, even ahead of that. For through the grace given to me, and this is Paul is saying this, 
I say to every man among you not to think yourself more highly, but to think as sound judgment as God has allowed each a measure of faith. Paul uh, Ford talks about sober estimation. And he says, you know, spend some time thinking about, pondering about the gifts God has given you. Now, before you get all wound up a little bit and say, well, I don't know what God gifts, gifts God has given me. We're going to go through the list of gifts, but I want you to know this ahead of time. We have a great gifts assessment tool. And uh, we, all you have to do is contact us and we can set it up so that you too can uh, take this gifts assessment. But then it's more than just taking an assessment. Then it's about uh, good stewardship of what you find out in that assessment. And you're going to need someone to walk alongside you in it. And we'll be happy to, to do that very thing, to release you into the place that God has already gifted you. So we'll deal with that in just a little bit. Again, Paul says this, uh, since we have grace gifts that different, here we are in proportion to your faith. If it's service, then serve well. He who teaches, teach well. Verse 8, he who exhorts, exhort well, essentially. Uh, then he says, he who gives with liberality, for God loves a cheerful giver. I just love that one. Somebody asked me, I'm saying, well, how do we know how much we should give? Give until you quit being joyful. And then ask God to increase that, right? Exactly. Isn't that a good one? Uh, and he who leads, do it with diligence. He who shows mercy, do it with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, be devoted, and so on and so forth. And he goes on all the way through the end of the chapter. So for those of you who want to really get a baptism into uh, this teaching, read all of Romans 12. What do you what do you say on that? those passages? Chief? Well, Paul does a great job of bringing to life. We're all wired with different gifts and abilities and talents and, and passions and burdens and all those things we talk about when it comes to spiritual gifts. Um, I love that quote, ask not what the world needs, but ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is more people who are alive. Mm -hmm. When Christians operate inside our spiritual gifts, we are naturally coming alive. Mm -hmm. We are naturally stepping into where God's called us to be. And that's where the peace, joy, passion, energy, all that stuff comes from. Uh, if you want me to be miserable, make me do a bunch of stuff that isn't inside my gifting and you'll watch the life literally suck out of me. And, you know, and the hard thing is you got to balance that out. There's things that in my job I have to do that are not what I would call exciting and passionate and things like that. Uh, and so I have to, I have to balance those things out and make sure that those things don't start to outweigh where God's called me. What's really funny is, and, and I, I could use a million different examples, but we work with a lot of folks in the church here, and we've worked with a team of, of people. And, and one person we work with, I mean, loves the details. And we need people that can detail things out in our lives because God has gifted us differently. We, we see the big picture, and we're constantly running off on the big picture. And we need those people that detail things out that God has gifted in that area to... Uh, to work out all the details. And so by God's design, he's brought those people into our lives. Let's look at one more passage. And uh, Romans, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 12, spiritual gifts. Verse 4, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. Again, the same Holy Spirit brings them. There are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. There are varieties of effects in all the same God who works all things in all persons. 
but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. If we realize the big picture is we have a manifestation of the Spirit in, in regards to different gifts for one purpose, to glorify God, build the kingdom. That's really what it's all about. It's not to make us feel good, even though we do feel good walking in Him, but it's to glorify God. So what are they? Um, to one who is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit, another word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all in all. That is the key. It's the same Holy Spirit. Don't seek the gifts. Seek the Holy Spirit. And whatever he wants to bring into our life will be what is right for us at this particular time. Right. You know, Mark, Mark I often talk about how we can do all the right things and do it wrong. And one of those ways we do it with the Holy Spirit and with gifting in particular is we start to kind of tell the Holy Spirit what gifts we want. You know, I want to be... Um, an evangelist. An evangelist. I want to be an encourager. I want to be this. And God's saying, no, you're really this, 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 and this. And then we, we have to wrestle with that a little bit. I love Genesis, man. When 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 um, uh, Jacob wrestles with, this, with the, the angel, right? Like that, I feel like that should be more of our Christian walk than um, sitting around quoting VeggieTales all day, every day. Because when we wrestle with God, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're getting right in there. And God's going to come out on top every single time. And we have to be okay with that, right? We might have a little limp. We might not have that. We might have that reminder that we didn't get the gifting we wanted, but we got the one God gave for us. And that's that's what we have to do. I'm sorry, but my brain just went, VeggieTales. <laughs> exactly. VeggieTales. Oh, I love VeggieTales. It's the simple gospel right there. Steve, it's been fun talking about the Holy Spirit. Time is not on our side, it as they say in Africa. It is not on our side. Well, God bless you all for listening. Thanks for listening to Sold Out. God bless you.